everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Do you know, I'm stressing because there was a question about an ACL injury. Did you get to it? Because I saw it and I was like, oh, I'll just answer that. And then I went off my phone and now I can't find it anywhere. And I just have the fear that I've not answered it. I haven't done any tags today. So I'm exactly 15 hours behind, but I'm going to do them as soon as we're done with this. So I will find it. Why? What was the question? Why are you stressed about it? oh no I just stress in case we miss anything like that's all it ever is like I'm just like oh I don't want someone to be like oh I asked a question and it didn't get answered but if that ever we live now because we should just say if that ever happens just tag us in a post yeah yeah I I mean we are live so if that does ever happen just like it's just because sometimes we miss stuff on our phones um yeah sometimes I don't get the tags like yeah and when you tag my fitness page I don't get a notification yeah, uh, but sometimes people will be like, will re-tag me in a comment under their thing and be like, at Chloe Madeley, did you see this? And I'm like, no, I never did, but thank you for... Always chase. You're, you're paying us to coach you. So do not feel bad if we haven't replied and you need an answer. Chase us. We're not going to be upset or angry or like, oh, this person, like, it's fine. It's totally fine. I yeah, would. Unless it's been like 10 minutes and you're like, did you see this? Like, no. I, I remember by name the two clients we've had in like the year and a half that we've been doing this who would do that like, and I'm like whoa it's been 20 minutes so I but we're different as well so like Emma gives you a false sense of security because as soon as she gets a tag typically she'll reply I check in at specific times of day just to make sure that I'm I've done everything and like it's never I mean the longest I think I've ever gone before is like 21 hours but like I, I try and check in like twice a day but then I think Emma your people are like well you replied in five seconds last time <laughs> Well, I, you'll either get a reply from me in five seconds or like three hours. <laughs> like, because like, if I'm already on my phone, I'll just reply straight away. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So um, if anybody remembers where we left the last live, it was a very long question. So let's jump into that now. Oh, let's jump in. Okay. Lena Isaacs. Dearest Chloe and Emma, I have been an avid follower for some time and I especially love listening to your podcasts. I'm so pleased to have finally joined the EC Method, but I am lagging behind and I really need your help and advice. I knew when signing up for the EC Method that my biggest problem was time. I somehow assumed that by investing in myself and joining the EC Method, I would suddenly find the time for myself, but that just hasn't happened. We're halfway through week one now and I've only just managed to read all the documents, download all the apps, watch the introduction video and the first live. I can give you a list of reasons like I'm a full-time lawyer. Congratulations. We love we love a badass bitch. I'm a full-time lawyer. I'm a mum of two. I work until very late in the evenings, usually 11 p.m. With the added stress of the summer holidays, having one sick child this week and having to go to A&E, it has definitely been a harder week than usual. Nonetheless, life is tough and there will always be something out of the ordinary and I don't want that getting in my way. I've not managed more than 7k steps per day and I've not done any of the workouts yet. I've looked at the MyPT hub and it all looks very overwhelming. I'm fairly new to resistance training and I've only ever done group classes. I've never done a gym workout on my own. I'm generally okay with my nutrition and tracking and I don't think that I have a problem hitting the protein and fat targets. 
My goal is health and fitness and incorporating training and healthy eating into my lifestyle. I'm currently at the bottom of my list of priorities and I want that to change. I prioritize everything else, my kids, my clients, my home life, but I just can't seem to put my goals into practice. I think the only way that I can incorporate my steps and workouts would be to wake up at 5am every day, but I tend not to go to sleep until 11 or 12, simply because once the kids are asleep, I need a couple of hours to catch up on work or housework. I always say I'll do a workout in the evening, but the evening comes and I'm just too tired. I would be so grateful for your advice and your words of wisdom, Lena. Lena, I love that post and I just want to say everything you're saying is completely valid. You are a mum of two, you are full-time, you have a full-time important job. Uh, I have no doubt that both of these jobs, a mother and a lawyer, are stressful. Um, And I think it's amazing already that you are on top of your nutrition. Um, I love it that you say that you don't have a problem with tracking and you're hitting your protein and fat targets. And really, all this is going to be about is going to be about finding three windows of time a week for you to get in a workout um, and potentially. Okay, yeah. So, okay. You're a full time worker. So, typically, for, for people like you, I will say do on your days off. And I know that obviously you'll probably be working from home on your days off as well. But this is a window of time where you don't have to be in the office. On your days off, get up an hour earlier than you normally would. Or, to be honest, actually catching up on sleep is probably going to be really good. But I would just say first thing in the morning, wake up and get, you know, however many days off a week you have. I would presume two. Um, get up and get your workout in. The good thing about you going to a gym is that if you're struggling with steps, just getting in 20 minutes of, say, like an incline treadmill walk after your workout is going to push those steps up even just a little bit. Why don't we just aim for 8K? you know, a per day average, we don't need to go like above and beyond, let's just try and see where we can get it in. And then one day a week, I agree with you, I cannot train in the evenings, I'm not that person. One day a week, maybe getting up at that 5-6am mark and getting in one workout or on a lunch break, finding a time just to go do a 45 minute workout. Um, and that's it. That's all you need to do. I think it's just about finding the, the days of the week and typically days off where you might have an hour free to spend on yourself and get in your steps. Um, and then and then throwing yourself into the other things that are priority, you know, the other five, four days of the week, you know, your work and your kids. Um, but I think it's great. If you remember back, you say that you know how to track. You're okay with nutrition and tracking. If you remember back, um, Lena, on when you first started tracking, I'm sure that you felt overwhelmed and freaked out by that then, much the same way you feel by my PT Hub now. My PT Hub is literally just a format on which on your phone you can read a workout. And there's a details tab you can click, and that'll tell you like any details of said workout. You just go and do it. You don't need to feel overwhelmed by it at all. Um, I think this is more about just getting the ball rolling. So I would quite like it if you could tag us separately and we can have a little coaching chat with you on how we can do this. Um, But all very valid things and actually all very fixable problems. Emma? Yeah, I I actually really love this question because it brings together like so many things that are important to me now, whereas I used to spend like hours and hours in the gym. Like time's actually quite important to me now and I don't really want to spend that long in the gym and if you can do what Chloe's saying perfect but if you're still thinking realistically at the moment I don't think I'm going to find three hours to go to the gym this week or in a week or actually you know I'm 20 minutes from the gym so by you know that's actually two hours and I've got all this other stuff to do don't use that as a reason not to do something don't put that up as a barrier do a home workout do a 20 minute home workout. Three 20 minute home workouts will get you fantastic results. 
if we can build up from that even better but if that's all you do you will get insane like you will get so many results just from doing that so don't think that you need to go to the gym for a full hour like i that would be incredible if you can do that and i think that for so many reasons you should do that because it sounds like you do need a bit of time off and i know that it's such a hard mindset to get into but actually giving yourself some time will make you a better mum, a better lawyer, like better, like you will show up better. And I know it's hard because you're looking for the thing that needs to be done immediately, which is filing the next case or like seeing to your kids or something. But actually what's important is that you give yourself time and you give your, so you give yourself the ability to like fill up your cup. You can't pour from an empty vessel, that whole kind of thing. Like you need time for yourself and you will show up better for everyone else. So I know that it seems I think we get this especially with mums. They're like, well, you know, I always feel like I should be doing stuff for everyone else. I don't have time for myself. And it seems like self-indulgent to give myself time. You're a better mum when you give yourself time. You show up better when you give yourself time. So try and reframe it as that. Like you'll show up better for everyone else. Your health will be better. Your mood will be better. You'll be getting results that you want to get for you, but also for everyone else um but really with the time thing like it is never a time problem and i know that you're ridiculously busy but you don't need more than 20 minutes to do a workout like get that done and that's a freaking excellent start and actually i want you to get in more sleep like we want you to get in more sleep sleeping from 11 at night till five in the morning we don't want you to get up any earlier than that like if anything we want you to start going to bed earlier maybe even waking up later as well so you know these are things that like we can coach you through over time but initially like if the if you're really struggling for any time three 20 minute workouts a week that's what we want you to do and don't hit don't go for the 10k step target just try and hit 8k and we can build up from there if we need to i wonder if there's not you know somebody you can talk to in your office about maybe or maybe maybe it's you i mean i don't know i you know emma and i I've worked really, really hard in the last few months to try and stop putting so much work pressure on myself because it was getting really, especially with all the lockdowns and obviously Emma and I work for us ourselves, it was getting like quite intense um, and I'm doing pretty well well with it. Um, but I will say like, I half wonder if maybe there is an, an extended lunch break that you could have each day that would just allow you to go to a gym and get in a workout or I just wonder if there isn't some push pull with time here because I I agree with Emma and yeah like getting up earlier even on your days off sleep you know we don't really want to eat into your sleep cycle because you're you're already pressing it there and I agree with you training at 11 30 at night it's probably not going to happen like we can say no I'm going to get you're not competing in the Olympics you're probably not going to push yourself to do it I know I wouldn't we need to try and find a small window of time three days a week as Emma said 20 to 30 minutes is enough to help uh, help you get take care of your body physically but you know also yeah looking at the positives of your tracking and your nutrition being on point that's the biggest hurdle for 99.9 percent of our clients so actually like even from a coaching perspective it's quite refreshing to have a different issue like you're already doing really well on on the I would say the most important hurdle really um in terms of change um yeah, I've, I've put up a post there, man. I've just tagged her and said, look, I know you're pressed for time. It's the first question we do. Listen to the answer and then come here and we can all have a little yeah. chat about how we can help you out. I think on the productivity front as well, like even if you're thinking, oh, I've got all this work to do, like taking an extended lunch break is probably not like the best thing for me. I promise you 
the work output will be greater if you take a physical break. Like you will be so much more efficient at what you do and your work will be better. And I think so many people are still thinking, oh, well, you know, this is how much time it takes me to do X. No, like you're limited by your concentration span more than anything yeah. else. So taking that break and just even like I take exercise breaks, even not really for exercise, but just for concentration. Like I'll get up and do some push-ups because when I sit back down, I have way more concentration. You just can't push yourself. Like if you think that you're working hard for even more than three hours in a row, you're not. Like mm -hmm. no one has that level of concentration. I did it last night. I was doing, I was working until kind of eight o'clock. And I just, I, ha I had to stop at about six and just go into the garden and play with Bertie for 10 minutes because I couldn't dial in anymore. My vision goes fuzzy. My head just, I, everything just stops. So yeah, you got, you will find you're more productive the more you take care of your physical health. I mean, look at F1 drivers, for example. They are on, well, all they do when they're competing is sit down in a, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's incredibly intense, but sit down in a car and fucking vomit round a, a circuit, right? Or whatever, a track, whatever. They are on vigorous training programs and nutrition plans. And it's because the, the fact that they have to concentrate to that degree for that level of time. And also, yeah, there is a huge physicality of the car and the neck and the head and the everything. Like, but essentially, they are on really, really strict training routines. And it's purely because they have to fucking be able to concentrate for that level of time. They can't even fucking get out the car to pee. Well, I think they need to with that much adrenaline, but still. Um, it's really, it's hugely important for your, for your mental. Um, do you think if they do need a pee, they just pee? They have, I think they have like, not catheters they've got something they've got something that makes it easier because some of them like some of those races are like long and you watch i mean it's intense i started also watching you'd want to if you were like i don't know if you wanted to stay concentrated you'd want to stay hydrated right which means yeah, you're gonna have. pee they've got little they've got little straw things they've got little like they've got everything they need in that car like to pee to drink they've got like like hydration tabs and stuff but it's like it's crazy intense what they have to do and and when you think about it like really they they are i mean look it is very physical but they are just sat down but it is you, you it's hugely important for your mental strength and your in your mental capacity to be physically fit trust me like even you think about I'm like just googling that, it what uh i'm just googling do f1 drivers pee themselves <laughs> whether f1 drivers pee in their suit during a race the answer is yes f1 drivers can pee during races on the off chance that they need to the off chance off chance well it depends so like, i said to james all the time like what do you do if in the middle of a game you need the loo he's like you don't the adrenaline is uh, you don't he's like as soon as you're out as soon as you're back in the changing room everyone's pissing he's like you don't you don't need to shit you don't need to pee like you can't like you can't like your your adrenaline takes over and you're there i remember my dad used to go and he never had one day off when he did this any of his shows and he would go and he would be able to do like a full 15 minute to camera. And then as soon as they'd go to ad break, he'd have like a bucket when he was like ill behind the sofa and he would just vomit into the bucket and the adrenaline would just get him through. I thought you were going to say, and then he'd just pee in this bucket behind the sofa. And I was like, what? He would, that's it. But the point I'm making is that like, it is hugely important to your mental capacity to be physically fit. And you will, you will realize that quite quickly. <laughs> How did we get from it's important to be mentally fit to? So you're saying it'll really, it'll really in, uh, improve your work output if you can get in your workouts. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. 
Okay, Karen Dewhurst. Hi, Emma and Chloe. I'm training at home. I have significant cartilage loss in my knees. I'm using the barbell for squats, but I'm a bit scared of piling the weight on in case I cause further damage. Is there an alternative or should I stay a little bit lighter and do a few more reps to failure? Thanks. So, uh, uh, yeah, I do tend to, to find that the kind of, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do heavy loads if you've got bad knees. I also would just think about the modality of the squat itself and whether or not that's a good exercise for you to be doing. Um, Emma and I have said this before, like typically with people who have issues like this, we're kind of like you guys in a gym space using machines. So there's less load um, and less hinging. Uh, so for example, that would look like a, a leg extension and a leg curl superset, for example, would be really good for you. Um, so yeah, I would think about if, if the movement itself is, is aggravating them, then maybe think about the gym situation. If the movement isn't, yeah, I wouldn't do heavy loads with dodgy knees. No, I just wouldn't. Emma, what do you think? Agree. Nothing to add on that. But a lot of these things, and I think that I always feel like bad giving this advice, but you kind of just have to try it and see what works for you. Like I was talking to someone else about what they could do around their back injury. And it's like, you need to figure out what does and doesn't aggravate your back. And the things that don't do more of those, like I only do like three or four lower body exercises, but they're the ones that I can do. And I just do more of them. Like that's kind of how you have to work it. Like, okay, these ones don't aggravate my back. Great. That's something I can do. And really like, if you take it back to the basics, what are you doing? You're trying to stimulate that muscle. You can do that with a leg extension if you can't squat. I mean, they're not exactly the same, but if you're thinking about like different muscle groups, okay, how can I work these muscle groups in a way that doesn't put my back under that pressure or that doesn't put my knees under that pressure? Yeah. There's always a way around it. Okay, I think I'm saying this name right. Silla Gindford. It's spelled C-S-I-L-L-A. Yeah. Silla. C-S-I-L-L-A. Gindford, Emma, I'll let you take this one. Hello, lovely ladies. Chloe, I hope you've had a safe travel home. Emma, I hope you had a great week. When you say lift to failure, do you mean until I physically cannot do one more rep at the end of every set? Or should I be getting really fatigued in my sets but only reach full failure at the end of the fourth set? I'm asking this as for several exercises, I'll be able to lift with great form at a certain weight and reach failure at the end of the whole set. Whereas when I up the weight, my form somewhat suffers. But I reach failure at the end of every set. This is mainly with free, light, free weights. With the machines, I'm able to reach failure at every set without feeling like I'm ever compromising form. Yeah. I also want to... Okay, there you go. Emma. Okay, so I think I would suggest not reaching failure in your first few sets because you will massively impact your volume if you're going to true failure. Like if I did, I don't know, a set of push-ups to absolute failure and then I tried to do two more sets it's going to massively in impact the volume that I can do for those next two sets. So what we really want you to do is say it's a say you're doing four sets of an exercise, do the rep range and you want to be like what we call or what's known as like two reps in reserve ish. So you're like, yeah, I could probably do about two more reps. That's probably where you want to be for the first three sets. And then on the last set, see how far you can push it. See if you can get to failure. So you, and, yeah. and the whole point as well is, so you can't lift any more with good form. So we don't want you to compromise your form. We don't want you to injure yourself, basically. Yeah. There's two types of failure, guys. There's absolute failure, which if you're a strength athlete, you have to do sometimes. 
to figure out your one rep well all the time it's part of it um and then there's technical failure which is you can't do any more with good form and that also would is also kind of like a precursor to one to two reps in reserve um listen to my podcast on hypertrophy as i talk about this all in great detail there uh okay i also wanted to ask if the pull day i could do normal hammer curls rather than on the cable machine i feel like in between weights and with the three weights i can go up 1kg intervals yeah that's totally fine first non-sale victory i pushed past my mental barrier of leg pressing 100kg and i did 110 for the last two sets as wow. always thank you so much for your advice and i'm wishing you both a great weekend oh <laughs> thanks okay claire dag Hi, lovely ladies. My goal is hypertrophy. I've been hitting 1,800 calories this week and all my non-negotiables. My starting weight was 117 LBs on Monday. And my lowest is 115 on Friday. I'm hitting all my steps and four workouts a week, but usually five plus one yoga session. Should I leave my calories where they are for now before adjusting? I know we're only one week done. I'm pretty slim and I don't want to be losing weight. Thanks in advance. If you're saying you hit a new low weight, Claire then yeah, increase your calories. Let's come up to 2000. Um, definitely. And then see where we go from there. If these are just normal weight fluctuations, we can probably leave it another couple of weeks and see what happens. Emma? Yeah, I would just increase. Especially if you're like, I'm quite slim and I don't want to lose any more weight. Yeah, just increase. Yeah. Claire Thompson, why do I feel like once I have something sweet, I can't stop eating and craving it more? Emma, did you do something on this recently? Or did I imagine it? Um, possibly. Maybe, maybe you talked about it recently and you said something that I hadn't heard before or something. I don't know. You Do you want to answer that? I'm sure that you have something to say on this. Mm, no, I'm like, mm, what did I say about this before? Um, I think it's totally normal. I think there's numerous reasons for this. I think part of it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're now telling yourself that anytime you have something sweet that you want more of it. Part of it's just that highly palatable foods are Moorish and your body's like driven to eat more of those. And like, yeah, I mean, nice things taste nice, right? They give you a dopamine release. They give you that like feel good factor. It's enjoyable to eat them. So of course you want to eat more. I do think what is interesting, and this is something I've noticed like in myself, but also with a lot of clients as well is it's the stopping eating that's hard, right? That doesn't sound that complicated there, but once you've like removed yourself from the environment of eating like the kitchen and just go and do something for literally 10 minutes even trick yourself like i kind of like playing little mind games like okay well you know if you're really still hungry you can come back and eat you know whatever you want in 10 minutes but usually by the time you've taken yourself out of the kitchen for 10 minutes and done something else for 10 minutes you're like oh okay it was just that maybe that like satiety cue hadn't like caught up with me yet or you kind of realize that maybe you were just a bit bored, not hungry, or I, th- I don't know. I really think it's the satiety thing. It kind of just takes a little while. And I think that's where people keep eating is it's enjoyable and it's the, they're just still going for it instead of taking a little bit of time. Like once you finish your normal dinner portion, get out of the kitchen, go and do something for 10 minutes. And then if you're still hungry, sure, eat some more. But I think that, that just doing that and giving yourself a little bit of time usually stops overeating and the same is true with just like if you're like oh you know i had a bit of chocolate and now i just feel like i want more okay we'll wait 10 minutes and see if you still want more 
Yeah, I agree. I think part of it is, you know, don't forget, guys, these foods are literally designed to make you want to eat them, like literally. And also you as a human are literally designed to eat hyper palatable, you know, uh, high calorie foods and and want to keep eating them. Like we always say the human body is designed perfectly designed for for survival against starvation. It is not perfectly designed for survival against obesity. It's not how we've evolved. Um, so it's part of the product and it's part of your biology, your basic biology. And then I completely agree with Emma. It's also partly behavior. And, and you know, behaviors are very, very hard to break. And, you know, it's, it's I, I talked about this in that third lockdown. I got into a really bad habit of just like drinking every night. And it was really hard to break it. Like it was really hard to come out of it at the end because it was what I would do. I'd sit down and I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to have a glass of wine. And it, it like, and then stopping doing that was fuck Jesus Christ. It was like a roller coaster of like, oh, I've gone five days, or I've gone two days, oh, I've gone two, and it was just like a nightmare. Um, and 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 you have to, you really have to check yourself, and you have to kind of, you have to coach yourself in those situations to be like. And also a really good tip that Emma always says that I've completely stolen from her as a coaching pointer is have your like full satiating meals. And then if you still want to have the chocolate bar, have it. But at that point, you're probably less likely to overeat it. And if you find that you're not, then stop. And I'm sorry, I know that we do this all to people like you don't, you shouldn't have to cut things like that. Agree. But sometimes with some people, we do have trigger foods and you have to watch it. Like, you know. Yeah, I think especially when it's become like a routine, if you're like, oh, you know, I've been drinking every night. It's not that, I mean, that's a perfect example, right? It's not that you never drink anymore now. But you're like, okay, I got stuck in a routine of that. So yeah. I need to break that. And sometimes if you're like, yeah, you know what? I've been eating massive bags of Doritos every night. Like, well, let's just, pr- it's essentially proving to yourself. I don't need to have a glass of wine every night. I don't need to have Doritos every night. But do you know what? I can still enjoy a glass of wine when I want to. That's the difference. And it, like such a good point about your body being like adapted or evolutionarily like predisposed to like avoiding starvation not avoiding obesity and that also with our food environment now is like the perfect storm for being overweight like that's why most of most people are overweight because like kind of left to your own devices that's what we're genetically geared to do around this food environment like if you think that our genetics are there to survive uh, to help us survive starvation in like a pretty low palatable food environment of you know whatever was available like potatoes and meat raw meat i don't know like whatever cavemen ate and now look at the environment that we live in like it's so so different and realistically our genetics probably haven't changed that much exactly we're designed to store we're designed to store for famine Let's say, I mean, what is the average human body has 100,000 calories worth of body fat on it. And that's the average. So we're not even going to go into the other end of the spectrum, um, which is why you can fast for weeks at a time and survive. Um, but, you know, like I say, if you think of that as the average human body, what are you going to think with the fat with the fat and also, you know, carbohydrate storing machine when there's no restriction? I mean, it's hell. Like, this is why we're in the situation we're in. But do yeah, you think so- it's funny now that like sometimes there'll be things that come out now and again it's like someone saying something ridiculous like well yeah if you don't eat for five hours your body just shuts down like its <laughs> processes and like your metabolism stops and stuff and you're like do you know like how we've been 
like that's completely not what happens like and and like you just said like how much energy we have on our bodies this is the whole reason we have fat cells like that's why we can store fat so that we don't need to constantly have access to food nothing bad is going to happen like from a behavioral perspective maybe from a physiological perspective you could last freaking ages without any food even lean people could yeah, yeah, even lean people. Well, even, I mean, they'd probably be in slightly more hell. But yeah, a hundred. Like, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of calories of body fat stored for you, and tens of thousands in glycogen. I mean, it's there's nothing. And this is why if I do find it very funny. This fear of like, I don't know, fifteen hundred calorie diet and no restriction, and it's like you're just telling people to fuck their bodies up, and you think that you're doing the opposite, but you're not. Anyway. Listen to my podcast with Emma. It's called Clemmer's Story on this exact topic. <laughs> Great name. Oh, that name still makes me laugh. It's so good. Okay, Tracy Patterson. Hey, Fab Coaches. I've been here since August last year, and after losing over four stone, well woo, done, woo. I've hit the healthy BMI bracket in my last yes. round. Yay! But since then, I've been a little bit lost because I've pretty much maintained I know this isn't necessarily a bad thing as I have had loads on with work trips, weekend plans and two holidays, but I still do have fat to lose. The issue is I'm on track Monday to Friday, but Saturday to Sunday go out the window and I feel awful on Sunday night again. It's like I no longer hate what I see and I don't have the same drive that I had before. Very normal. I'm not even sure what my question is other than tips on how to get my mojo back. Positive is that steps are still averaging around 15k per day and I'm consistently doing four to five uh, home-weighted workouts a week. So thankfully not all is lost. Thank you. That's great. I love it when clients say stuff like this, like, but you know, my my diet's perfect or like my my expenditure's perfect. Like 15k steps a day, that's a fat loss kind of uh, protocol. Like that's a high step count and four to five home home-weighted workouts a week is fantastic um you you know what the issue is you've you've hit your goal and now you're goalless which means that when you know the weekend rolls around and people are like here have this you're like okay 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 and that is why you're stuck in your tracks so you know we talk about this a lot different clients respond well to different things and tracy to me it's you're the kind of person that needs a goal so i think what we should do is you should tag us in a post and do a little mini check-in and we can give you a bit of a goal and a bit of a steer and obviously it does have to come from you because you you're at the end of the day you're the one that has to be driven to achieve it but we can talk about it we can brainstorm and we can get you back on track and it's it's not you if you if you really like having a saturday and sunday a bit more free we can allow for that within the parameters of hitting your goal. So you don't have to give up one to achieve. We can we can work together. We can create a, a lovely new uh, protocol for you and we can get the ball rolling again. So I would say tag us, Emma. I think firstly, like how, one, how incredible is that? You've lost so much weight. You're down in a healthy BMI range. You've been on two holidays. You've had work stuff going on and you've not put weight back on. Like actually to maintain during that time is phenomenal. So I wouldn't be beating yourself up about that. And I actually just think like a few little tweaks to get you back into a consistent deficit is all you need. Like you don't need a huge overhaul. If you do have some goals, great. But yeah, there doesn't need to be. The only thing that I kind of want to pick up on is like, we don't want you to be hating yourself into change. Like when you said, oh, I don't hate what I see anymore. So I don't feel like I like I'm as motivated to change. I get that that can be a driver to change, but we really want to focus on like, okay, but what about the positive side of that? Like, how good does your body feel? You're now in a healthy BMI range. Like, 
how much better do you feel and how much do you want to continue feeling that way and you need to continue with these behaviors to do that rather than hating yourself into change which only ever really works for a finite period of time like love yourself into change because you deserve it that's the narrative we want to push or the thought process we want to push um i'm just uh tagging her in a thing now uh if you need more coaching um come back here um do we have anything on the live no (laughs) how dare you you not ask a question well Um, okay so oh actually morning wendy james I don't really understand that. It just says morning Wendy James slash David Lloyd tour day one. Oh, Wendy James is the singer. I was like, who's Wendy? That's why I just ignored it. <laughs> Let me Google Wendy, Wendy James. It's a question though, who is Wendy? Because Ollie's gone on tour with this person and I just don't know who Oh well, yeah, is. That, I'm going to Google it. Okay. Google. Okay, right. She's got a Wikipedia. <laughs> Wendy James is an English singer-songwriter most notable for her work with the pop band Transvision Vamp. She's 55. She's pop, punk, alternative rock. I'm so bad at this. Well, actually, this is not my genre. If she was a rapper, I would know who she is. Transition Vamp were an English alternative rock band formed in 1986. Um. Oh, attracted media attention with their sexually charged and rebellious image. Oh, Ollie. no wonder Ollie's back. <laughs> oh. See why you like them. Their top single was "Baby, I Don't Care," reached Neither number did. three on the UK and Australian charts. Shall I play it for everyone? <laughs> <clears throat> Baby, I don't care. I actually have a question for Oliver. Play the song first. Play the song, Schneebly. Okay, well, that was nice. I also think they stole the riff from Wild Thing. Unless yeah, that was Wild Thing! I really hope that they paid them in royalties for that. Um, Ollie, I had a question for you because I'm like a, li- I, like I'm a little bit of a wrestling fan. Just like a, just a smidge. And I wanted to know why Nikki Bella wasn't invited um, to the slam. So if you can tell me why that was. Was it because of John Cena? Let me know. Okay, let's move on. Let's do the last Moving thing. On. Um, we'll do the last one because uh, I think we're on a little bit of a timeline today. So Jess Duck, great name. Hi Emma and Chloe, loving the EQ method so far, learning loads from your wise words. I've just printed out the goal setting document to fill in. I was on holiday last week with no access to a printer and I wondered if you have any advice on how to fill in where do you see yourself in five years? I tend to only set goals for the next six months or so. As I was always of the view that life is too unpredictable to look any further ahead, but I would like to take control 
of what I can and set some five-year goals. Thank you. Yeah, so my husband is is of your exact type, Jess. And yeah, some of the biggest fights we'd ever had were in like the middle of our relationship where he just like, he just was like, I can't tell you if we're going to get married. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I was like, helpful, really fucking helpful. <laughs> so, I mean... I will say, and what tends to happen with that is it's great in terms of... Um, oh, is that me or you? Me, speak of the devil. Oh. Um, it's great in terms of living in the moment and really enjoying yourself and, and not, not stressing. But I think, and James would attest to this, it, it leaves you kind of living the same year of your life over and over again. And that's definitely something that has happened to him and that he's had to deal with and that really came to the fore when he retired because it obviously became a problem when he was no longer a rugby player. Looking into the future and just thinking, and we did talk about this in the video, it's not saying I want to have a Ferrari, I want to have a mansion, I want to have five kids. It's not that. It's how do you want to feel about your life? Like, where do you want to be waking up in the morning? And how do you want to be feeling? And what is it that's going to help you to get there? Is it spending more time with your friends? Is it spending more time with your family? Is it starting a new business that you've always wanted to start that you know would get you excited to get up in the morning? Is it like, is it, are you happy where you are in your life? Um, Think about the kind of feeling that you want to feel when you get up in the morning and then think about the things that would get you there. And like I say, it could be social. It could be domestic. It could be uh, work. And it might very well be financial. I highly doubt a Ferrari means that much to anyone other than Jay Leno. But if it is, fair play, whatever. Maybe you should have gone into mechanics, you know, whatever it is. And those are the kinds of things we want you to think about, um, because actually what that will do is it will then start to it will bridge um, the empathy gap between you and your future self. And you will actually be able to start making decisions on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. that are going to start to get you to the life that you really want to fucking live. And that's what we want. Um, and that would be my advice. Emma, that was spot on. I oh. love that. I'm motivated now. I'm like, oh, yeah. But I, I'm, I feel the same. Like. I think people get a little bit too worried about the specificities of five years. Like, well, I don't really know what's going to happen. And it's not the point. Like, no one knows what's going to happen. No one knew there was going to be a pandemic. No one, like, really knows anything. It's so unpredictable. But if you just don't make any goals and don't choose any direction and don't at least try and action those things, then you'll end up, like Chloe saying, living the same year or just staying as you are and kind of letting life happen to you instead of actioning what you want. Like, if you really want this life of I don't know maybe having financial freedom like I think that is one financial goal that is legit like not having to worry about money basically that would take a lot of stress away from a lot of people if you want like a nice car a nice house whatever it is to you like however you envision your life does that mean you get to take off weekends like if we come back to the first question like maybe it's a good thing for that person to do as well like okay your your life at the moment like is that how you want to live it do you yeah. want to have more time off so you can spend that with your kids, so you can spend that on yourself? Do you want to have a better life balance? It won't just happen to you. You have to action that. So in five years, do you want to be in this same position where you're working like ridiculous hours and never having any time for yourself? No, because you'll burn out at probably before five years. So you need to make changes now. And really like these big goals, and we talk through this, but these big goals are just to give you direction. Yeah. That's it. And actually that's all you really need and the goal might change you might be like oh yeah i really thought that i wanted 
this house and now I'm like mm, no actually that doesn't bring me joy or I really thought I wanted a Ferrari but then as Chloe said like actually who why do I want the Ferrari is it just to show off to other people like does does the actual having that car bring me any joy or do I think that other people will think that I'm successful if I have a nice car like what are your reasons for it and I think sometimes what's useful is when you write down these big five-year goals you're like oh actually what things here are important to me and what things here aren't like sometimes it's a really good I will, I will kill him will... sometimes it's like a really good marker of what your values are so you might see that like in the future you have better life balance so you can spend it more time with your family okay family values are high to you what are you doing today that helps you get there or what do you actually action like i think a lot of people say family is a value to them but actually when they look at their actions day to day it doesn't it wouldn't align with that so either your actions aren't aligned with your value or you're telling yourself you have a value which you don't or it's not as high up the priority list as you're maybe telling yourself that it is so i think the the whole reason that we do the reset is really to get you to think about these bigger questions and even the goals like once you've set the goals be like why do i want to achieve those because that's just as important as what the goal is that's why when anyone's like yeah i'm joining the ec method i want to lose fat we're like okay great we can help you with that, but why? Like, what's the real why? Because actually weighing a certain amount isn't your why. It's everything that comes with that. Do you want to improve your relationship with food so that you're not stressed out about eating all the time? Do you want to not feel like you're constantly on a diet, that you have food freedom, that you're not worried about these things all the time? Like, that's probably your real why. Oh yeah, I want to improve my health actually. Like, I want to be in a healthy BMI range so that I'm not struggling walking up the stairs or so that I can play with my kids without getting out of breath those are your real whys and you're just using like a weight as as a goal which is fine to an extent as long as you realize why you want to achieve that like you might say my goal in five years is to make a million okay what's your life going to be like when you make a million what's different like what what is it really that you want to achieve and why are you putting that as your goal so i think once you make the goals also questioning why you've made them is like really insightful yeah yeah i completely agree i i love all of those pointers and come back to us and if you don't mind sharing if it's not deeply personal share with us um, i would love to I'm know interested. people's five-year goals i know it's brilliant maybe we do a post in the group and just like if you want to share share if you don't um i think because <laughs> we... i think something might be wrong okay, okay. Uh, which is kind of okay given that you know you have to leave now too um so i'm just gonna call back james oh i'm just having like visions in my head of him his back going and oh no god right okay right guys <laughs> we'll report back as well that james is okay <laughs> oh god okay all right yeah bye guys bye. have a great weekend